to the Successful Working Parents Podcast, the podcast where we talk to successful working parents. My guest today, he is a senior executive in the marketing and e-commerce space, a father of one with another one on the way, ladies and gentlemen, Dan Yuko. Dan, thanks for joining us. Anthony, great to be here. I'm so excited we're having this chat today. Yeah, appreciate it. So first thing we'd like to do is just get a little background on your career so far. So a little bit about me professionally. Uh, I've spent more than a decade in digital performance marketing. So I typically drive customer growth for direct-to-consumer e-commerce brands. So any of those kind of newfangled, fun-looking brands that you're seeing pop up or pop up on your Instagram um, or media companies, so publishers as well. And I'm often working um, with all kinds of different uh, creatives and media buyers and strategists and campaign managers, um, using a lot of uh, paid advertising on Google, Facebook, Meta, TikTok, you name it, all kinds of crazy fun stuff, all in the name of driving business results, whether that's um, driving sales of a, you know, uh, sort of a physical product or driving subscribers of a digital product. I've had roles at all sorts of startups uh, and much larger brands um, like PepsiCo and Univision. Most recently, was at the Skin, a media brand uh, for millennial women. This year, uh, twenty twenty three, I've been rocking a new role, which is job seeker. Not my first time doing this, but certainly uh, one of the more challenging ones. And that's less than ideal for a dad of uh, one with another on the way. But you know, thank God for my wife, who's been holding it down for us financially and and all kinds of other crazy ways that she takes care of us and the family. But yeah, that's a little bit about me professionally. Awesome. And definitely dive more into that. But first, just tell us a little bit more about your role as father. So you have uh, one child, you said, and one on the way? Yeah. So my daughter, Elle, she is 17, almost 18 months. She's amazing. She is uh, so much fun. She's got a great personality. She is just uh, a handful, but also just incredible. It's been such a blessing to have her. And uh, we can get into this, but, you know, it was, in, uh, was a bit of a journey to, to get her. So we're, we're very thankful. But yeah, look, about me, I'm, I'm a super active, hands-on dad. Um, I don't know that I went in with this goal, but I do tend to feel like I'm bucking some of the typical gender stereotypes. Um, and I think that's a good thing. I think there's uh, a long overdue time for dads to step up and be, you know, as active as moms traditionally are. But yeah, my dad had me and my sister in a second marriage. Um, so he was already on the older side when I was growing up, and that certainly influenced our timeline. Um, my wife and I wanted to make sure we had kids while we were still quote unquote young. Um, but we had kids when we were what, 35. I'm just turned 36 the other day. So we're excited for, yeah, we're excited for a second. Uh, it's really funny kind of going in, having done it once before, feeling like on one hand, you're kind of an expert now. Like, you know, you have done this parenting thing 24 seven, just about for, you know, almost a year and a half. You're going to get pretty good at this pretty quickly, but your kid's always changing, so it's a lot to keep up with. Meanwhile, starting over all the way again is also a little bit loomy, a little bit scary. Um, I'd say for me, it's the sleep. It's the sleep. I am just scrupulous with my sleep. I love to sleep. And so having this little baby crying at night and disrupting that, which then messes up your whole day and your morning, your timeline, your energy, and what can you accomplish and this, that, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot. So excited but scared going into number two. Yeah, you actually are probably the most, like the newest parent of, of anyone I've talked to. I'm curious, just, mm. you know, it's been less than two years, right? Like, how was the transition from just having a regular life and working and then suddenly being having a child and still working? I would say a lot of it, in my mind, personally, comes down to time. Your time is no longer your own. 
your time is now divided. And that requires, you know, a shift in mindset. And the second piece is, I guess, modality, for lack of a better word, or, or mindset. So what I mean by that is, you know, the way in which you're, the way in which you're thinking, the way in which you have to sort of shift your brain from, hey, I gotta get all animated and hang out with this little kid and talk to them and, uh, and play and then, you know, change a diaper and then calm down a crying baby and then put them to sleep and read them a story. And then five minutes later, get on a call for work and totally switch brains. Um, I mean, my wife and I are pretty unique in that, uh, somewhat unique, I should say, in that we have had little to no day to day care for the entire life of our daughter. So what I mean by that is like we're two sort of full-time working parents. I've not been full-time this year, but otherwise, uh, more or less have been. And so is my wife. She's had the same job. And so, you know, that wouldn't have been possible to do without kind of the whole remote situation. But yeah, we kind of picked up and left and moved our lives from New York to Santa Barbara. We had our kid. We were just sort of juggling her between calls, this, that, and the other. Um, in a way, we were also lucky. Both of us were working for East Coast companies, so we kind of had hours on our hand where um, we were able to be a little bit more flexible. But yeah, uh, sharing that time, juggling yourself and, and your life uh, and what you want to do, and you want to go on a run every day, you want to go to your coffee shop every day, the things you... I mean, I haven't been in the movie theater, I mean, since she was born in the last minus two more years for COVID. We might go tomorrow, so I'll keep you posted. That would be exciting. We're at the grandparents now. <laughs> that would be like big, the first big time win. in like big four win. years. Big win. Big yeah. win. We're going to see, we're hoping to see Guardians of the Galaxy. Seems like a good one to see in the theater. Number three. Is that hard or is it just, is it just something that you feel like is worth it or h- how do you make that switch? Yeah. I mean, worth it no matter what. Yes. Like I'm always going to answer yes. Like, but parenting is not for the faint of heart. You have to go in wanting this. I alluded to this earlier, but we had a journey to get to Happy Mail. We, uh, we were diagnosed after we started trying and uh, weren't successful. Naturally, we were diagnosed with unexplained infertility. And that's a whole journey in and of itself, right? And so what that means is like, hey, this isn't working, but there's nothing wrong with you, Dan, and there's nothing wrong with your wife. So we got no explanation for that. So that's a weird diagnosis too. Um, and so we, you know, fertility specialists, um, started in New York for uh, L and then for our second, um, transferred some of our service to LA. Um, but yeah, we, we went through IVF, right? So that was all super scientific and took a lot of time and you don't kind of jump to that right away. It's also super costly and there's not a lot of support for that. Um, and when you start to see all your friends and people in your network popping up on your social media feeds with like kids, 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 and you're like, oh, now we're trying and we are not having it. That's obviously a really tough, you know, journey. So with that in mind, right? We're here. It's worth it. We wanted it. We still do. That doesn't mean it's not hard and I'm not afraid to sort of admit that, you know, every single moment of every single day is not two thumbs up. <laughs> there are sure. rough times and hard times. It's a lot of work. And that's why I say it's not for the things apart. Uh, you have to be ready for it. And I think a lot of that comes down to your partnership too, with, with you know, your person, with your partner and being uh, as solid as you can be, but being prepared for however good you are. Like I said, my wife and I have been together for a long ass time. And so... We were certainly really good as a team, but man, just the changes in the ways that the things that come up, what's a quick example? I don't know, like organization, like where we're holding the diapers and my wife wanted to hear and I wanted to hear and I'm like, this isn't working for the baby changing station. 
you know, little things like that, when like this little child is like depending on you for life and then like screaming because I don't know, they haven't had milk in five minutes or something. Those are the types of moments you're like, uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot. Let me hit you with a fact that I, uh, I've been talking about. I heard, uh, uh, like a lot of things through some like Instagram influencer, which uh, is a great, honestly, great place for information these days. 93%. You spend 93% of the time you're going to spend with your kid in those first 18 years when they're at home with you, which makes sense, right? As soon as they're off to college, this, that, and the other, right? You see them weekends, breaks, Christmas, you name it. Um, but like, it's a really helpful reminder that like, Everyone says it. How do you think about that in the moment? That like, savor the moment, savor the moment, savor the moment. And you're like, well, I'm not having fun right now. Like, every not fun. It's it's work for a reason. Like, same thing with work, right? Work isn't always enjoyable. You don't always want to do it. So I don't wake up every single day going like, oh my god, I can't wait. But yeah, like you see the face of your child, and you're like, oh my gosh, you just kind of like it all melts away. Yeah, that statistic is pretty crazy, but it actually, it makes a lot of sense if you just think about it for a second. I was just talking to my wife about this yesterday because it was Mother's Day. We were talking about how often we see our parents. You know, you probably see them depending on where you live, maybe five, six times a year. And sometimes it's only one or two overnights, right? If, if that. So it, it definitely, I can imagine how, you know, that 7% is, is locked in like that. Yeah, right. It really starts to help you realize why like yeah, every time you talk to your mom, for instance, on the phone, she's like, why don't you call more often? Or every time you see them, they're like, oh, I miss you. And it's so nice to spend more time. Like it's never enough time. But yeah, to some extent also, it's sort of like, hey, if you can raise and create a successful independent child who can then go out in the world and figure things out for themselves, I do feel like that's the ultimate goal and rewarding itself, you know? Do you feel like your skill set in marketing helped you at all as a parent? It's a good question. Um, I think about it a lot. There's definitely parallels. Um, I would say, yeah, I, you know, I'm a problem solver by nature. So work, there's always something that stops working. Uh, it requires troubleshooting and testing to find the right fix. So maybe it's my ads, my targeting, my landing page, my website, my copy. There's a lot of different elements that go on, right, in digital marketing. Um, and with kids and to an extent dogs, there are infinite problems to solve, infinite problems to solve in a, in a moment, in a day, you know, nonetheless in the, in their lifetime. Um, you know, Hey, Hey, honey, what's, what's wrong? Are, are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Are you tired? Are you overtired? Did you get potty? Did the doggy eat your snack? You want to watch more bluey? Um, they're going to want whatever they're not supposed to have. Like that's certainly one of the challenges too. And so, yeah. Um, in that essence, there is just this constant nature of troubleshooting and analyzing and, uh, to use the marketing word, optimizing, especially with sleep with my daughter. She's not the best sleeper. That's been a challenge for her and for us, of course, uh, and helping her sleep. And so you can't AB test kids. I mean, the scientists maybe can when they do studies, right? But you can't, you can't do that with your own. So every day, like, you're also dealing with a little bit of a new kid. If it's not every single day, like they're evolving and changing, right? And rapidly developing in those first, you know, few years of life. Uh, what worked yesterday all of a sudden may not work today. This happens in marketing too. The internet is changing fast. Uh, marketing world is sort of 
blew up in a lot of ways with this like Apple privacy update a couple of years back with iOS 14, things like this, right? You know, TikTok started to take over for Meta, and, you know, AI eating everyone's lunch. So all this stuff is happening, um, but, you know, it's less controllable when it's real life. What about the other way around? Do you feel like becoming a father has informed the way you approach your career or approach your marketing career at all? I was always sort of interested as a marketer in like seeing the world through the eyes of somebody else. And it's definitely a perception that I have. And like, I want to be careful to like not expose her to advertising too often or the wrong things or, you know, hey, we got to make sure we're, you know, we show her things on screens that it's YouTube kids and not, you know, YouTube. So she's not just like seeing all these crazy things when her brain's not ready for it. So I'm super conscious of that stuff um, as well as sort of like, a bit of like market research in a way. I think I'm excited for her to continue to get older and that kind of be relevant. Like, what do you think of this thing? Keep me kind of up to date with the latest trends, right? It's like right now I'm in my 30s, you know, it's like, okay, I'm kind of getting a little old for that TikTok stuff. Um, so I got to like rely on some younger cousins and be like, is this cool? Is this not cool? <laughs> like, uh, so I think that's going to be exciting as she continues to grow up. It's also just another point of relation. I think that just parents bond really well with parents because it's like, oh man, you get it. You get it. So I found that like, you know, I don't know who I was talking to before versus now who were, we're not parents. But yeah, when you find those people who are kind of in a similar stage as you, um, it's a really exciting bond. As somebody that works in digital marketing, you probably know all too well, right? Do you just feel like she's just going to be screwed when it comes to the algorithm and getting targeted and, and being influenced by stuff? I mean, how do you really protect i think this is a huge topic right now right how do we protect our kids from that yeah no it's a really good question um and one i need to research more i'll, I'll be honest i uh, i i am always been tech savvy i worked at apple for a long time i was at the genius bar fixing computers um you know my dad was pretty tech savvy and so i've always liked devices and screens and this that and the other but it's like all i want to do is prevent her from being exposed to that uh, more than she needs to be um, and so, you know, a lot of that has been like, oh, she sees us on her, on our phones, right? And, and the kid's like, what are you doing? I want to be on your phone. And then they start to see it and like these bright lights. And I'm like, oh man, I don't want it to, I don't want it to spoil things for her. Like that's where I'm really conscious about things. It's like, I don't want her to see these like crazy animations and bright lights and exciting interactive things on the phone and then go see a book and be like, this is boring. You know what I mean? Like I really, I really want her to, be excited by books and simple things and drawing and pen and paper before she gets kind of just inundated with technology. Like I'm sure my wife and I will endlessly debate like what age is she going to get a, get a phone or will it be a phone at that point? Is it just going to be a watch or a visor or some smart glasses? So brain that's chip. just like the tech part. Yeah, exactly. The chip in her wrist or her brain. That's the tech part. The, the privacy part. Yeah, because she doesn't have her own, you know, digital identity or anything like that. I would say I just haven't focused on it yet, but it's definitely like as she gets older and will have her own devices where she's accessing things like, of course, inevitably at some point she's going to have her own iPad and play her games and watch her bluey. Yeah, so I'm going to make sure like that I kind of understand where she's getting targeted and what she's visiting. And a lot of that's just going to be like, okay, we've got to make sure we understand the parental controls and that she's not accessing things that we don't want her accessing. That's a starting point. Um, but things, of course, will continue to change and evolve. So I'll have to find new ways to stay on top of it. Um, as she gets older and more savvy, right, it's going to be like, how do I stay on top of tech more than she is? Which is always hard, right? Because it's like so 
intuitive to younger folks. So tell us a little bit more about how you juggle family life and career, like when it comes to time management skills or what are some of the ways that you've found to, to be really helpful? I told you time was something I thought about a lot. There isn't like time management when it comes to kids. Like a lot of it is like setting expectations, making sure my boss, my coworkers, people I worked with, like making sure they understood my my picture, right? That I was at home and my wife and I were raising my daughter and that meant I might be a couple minutes late to a meeting, not because I'm being irresponsible or forgetting, but really because like, you know, I can't just like drop her and, you know, my wife's probably on a call at that point and I'm putting her down for a nap and that's kind of eating into this time. As far as like advice, yeah, I would say expectation setting is probably the biggest one. I was reading a newsletter from a mother I follow, his name is Adam Fishman. He's got this uh, newsletter called Fishman AF. Uh, some really great parenting advice that we're definitely forward to you, Anthony. Um, one of the things he was saying was like he has written a guide on how to work with him. He's got kind of a few different ways in which he sees parenting and working kind of going hand in hand and there are different philosophies around. Um, one is like, accept that you're going to put, you know, 80% into work and 80% into parenting because doing both at the same time is just really hard and to feel like you can show up 10 out of 10 every day at work and show up 10 out of 10 every day at home is just going to be impossible, right? So that's also some expectation setting on your own. Um, another one is to your point about time management saying, you know, he sort of puts in his guide on how the best work with him is, you know, look, the mornings are the mornings and the dinner and dinner time is with the family. And so, you know, between the hours of whatever it might be, 7 and 8 a.m. in the mornings, like, I'm not going to be responsive. I'm going to be with my kids, getting them off to school, this, that, and the other. Of course, this varies greatly depending on the age of your kids, right? What about your own self-care or time for yourself? It sounds like there's not a lot of that at that point. So what, what are some of the tips for, for making more time for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Do you is definitely one of my tips. Um, I've got 11 for you right now. Um, I won't hit you with all of them, but do you is number four on my list. Get help with care is number one. So those are the two that I would say are most relevant to the question, which is get help with care. Like I mentioned, my wife and I, for a million reasons, like one, it's so amazing to be able to like spend that time with your kid, but you know, we also need a break. We don't live next to our grandparents. Um, babysitting and babysitters and nannies are, are A, hard to come by and B, expensive um, and C, often young and can be unreliable from time to time. So that's got, a, you know, its own thing. Daycares are often very competitive and hard to get into. We're uh, nervous but excited um, that, you know, Elle's going into daycare soon, so next month. So when she's 18 months, she'll start like part-time Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like 8 till 1 p.m. will be the first time in her entire life, and my obviously entire life as a dad, where she's not like at home with us every single day. We haven't entrusted her overnight to, you know, our parents or, or anyone. Uh, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong, by the way. I think it's a, a different set of, uh, of filters of, of sort of decision making between every couple. And if a couple chooses to do that, you know, one month or 10 months or 10 years into their, you know, life as a parent, then power to them to work that out. Um, but we just haven't done that. And so I would definitely say for our second one, we're definitely thinking, at least I am, and always trying to be on the same page with my wife where possible, like, we're going to need some different kind of help sooner. Like, I don't think we'll be able to make it 18 months with a second kid before getting like true 
you know, help be that daycare nanny. So that's one. I, I just think thinking about that, and there's a lot of different ways you can slice and dice that, but being honest with yourselves, making whatever decisions you can upfront are fine, but know that everything is going to change. So definitely be flexible. And that second one, I mean, I find me time as needed, certainly less these days, right? Time is less of my own. Um, it gets easier. So as she's become like a full toddler over the last three to six months, um, you know, maybe a little bit around a year and, and thereafter, she's taking a more consistent nap around, you know, uh, call it 1130 noon every day. And she's lasting for an hour and a half or two hours. So I'm like, that is my time block. I think about my time very differently now. I'm like, Okay, I gotta go on a run, I gotta shower, I gotta apply some jobs, and maybe I'm scared. I've got an interview scheduled right all in that like two hour time block. Some parents will wake up like before their kids and like get the house ready. That's not me. That's not my wife. Uh, we, we just kind of go with it. Um, but the evenings also get better and that's become at least like most of the time when sleep is working decently well, like a really important time for my wife and I to kind of like reconnect, debrief. Um, you know, if we get her down by seven or eight PM, you know, the first year we were just too exhausted to do anything, but the last six months have been a little bit better and we're kind of adjusted to things. And so that time is like, you know, chat, be with each other, make sure you're taking care of your needs, um, you know, watch Netflix, hang out, read a book, uh, or in my case, also do a lot of um, catch up time. One of the mistakes I would say I made in my job last year was being so overwhelmed with kind of a new job and working full time, this new kid, like, um, so exhausted at the end of the day that I just like didn't want to even like open the computer after I didn't like after hours and have to. But I didn't quite have the right mindset that I do now, which is I, I should have found some time then or on the weekends to really kind of like digest, go back through the inbox, go back through the task list. Like I would encourage that too, to just sort of like find some time, even if you've got nothing burning, right? No, no emails blaring, nobody's expecting anything from you right now. Find some time to just like sit down on you and your computer or whatever, your, your notebook for a couple hours and digest because you've got a lot going on and the brain's a crazy place. I definitely have felt like, okay, I, I'm finding some of that time these days and now that that's helping me quite a bit. So it's actually really interesting. I assume you both had some kind of family leave, but I guess at some point you were both working full time and you, as you said, you didn't have any other childcare. I mean, I, I work from home. You know, I think about this a lot. It doesn't seem like I'd be able to, I guess it might depend on the job. I have a lot of like external calls where I couldn't kind of do the expectation setting you're talking about. So yeah, how was, how was that? Is that really what it came down to? Just like kind of both of you setting expectations? Because I know a lot of people that work from home and still feel like they need that additional child support. Yeah. I mean, I think we were just lucky to have flexible work environments. Honestly, most of my calls at the skim were internal. So there was a little bit of, or a lot of bit of like, you know, this is fairly, fairly casual and it's okay. And it was also a workplace that was pretty good at like supporting parents and had some pretty good policies in place around that. And so it wasn't unusual to, you know, have the kid pop up on the Zoom call. And from time to time, by the way, I think that's amazing. And I think it sort of like softens your profile and can be a good way depending on who you are and whether that's relevant to you at work. Um, it's certainly gives people something to ask you about, personalizes you, you know, all those things. Yeah, I mean, I don't, looking back, I don't know how we did it. I mean, sometimes, you know, the kids able to play by themselves a little bit and you've got Zoom on and, you know, the, the same room and just kind of like monitoring them. It really just depends. Um, 
my wife didn't have too many meetings going on at that time. And so it was really, yeah, just juggling. No better way to explain it than somehow, some way you always figure things out. Maybe she's on your, on your lap and you're keeping her busy. Um, certainly, right? Screen time helps, but we try not to rely on that as a true <laughs> babysitter. So yeah, no, no good way in which that for sure works out. Um, but you know, even when you have care, they're probably going to be back home at some point days here and there because, you know, they're sick and they can't be at daycare. And then, you know, uh, your mom's not in town or whoever might be helping them. So it's uh, always a challenge. But you figure it out. That's the thing. It's like it throws this huge challenge at you and it's like a new challenge every day. But no matter what, you're like, there's no backing out of this. I'm not quitting this job. Like uh, this job is a dad. So and, I, and it's also like I wanted it. And here it is. So we'll just keep figuring it out. It's the best I got, you know. So speaking of jobs, if you're open to talking a little bit more about it, I'd like to hear a little bit more about your current situation. It sounds like you've been looking for a job for a little while. So anything you'd like to share about that experience and how that's going? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is going. It is hard. It is crazy out there. It is a rough job environment. I have mastered looking for jobs. Doesn't mean I've mastered getting jobs. I wrote a like a six piece series a handful of years ago, um, like a blog post about like how to find a job in the like twenty first century online. So I, it's really just a exercise in digital marketing in a lot of ways. To like, you gotta fill your funnel. You gotta like find the jobs. You gotta apply to them. Then you gotta um, you know, see if you can follow up and find some referrals. You got to get your interviews, blah, blah, blah. Then you got to crush the interviews, do the project, do what you can, see if you can convert, get yourself the job you're looking for. It's just not that simple these days. I mean, I'm not doing it full time, but I've been looking the majority of 2023. I've also taken on a lot more of the work at home with L, right? So I'm juggling again in different ways. I mean, companies are just kind of like freaking out these days. They're changing their mind all the time. Um, companies have reached back out to me because we had a great conversation months ago and I said, oh, now we've got an official role or, you know, a different role. We really want to chat with you about it. And then we'll go through the whole process, multiple interviews, projects, you name it. And then we'll say, ah, oh, you know what? We hired someone internally. Ah, oh, you know what? I know we said we wanted to talk to you because we never would hire an agency, but we think we're going to hire an agency. Or they're saying, oh, actually, we closed the role. Or the guy who's hiring you for the role, he doesn't work here anymore. All of these things that I just posted have happened to me. So what's happening these days is I would say, what am I, indecision and a lot of pants shaving. <laughs> it's a tough combo. Yes, yes. And so there's no, there's no recipe. What I've had to do is sort of after really kind of putting the pedal to the metal. I mean, I've applied to upwards of 150, 200 jobs, you know, had a couple dozen interviews, uh, or I'd say interviews at a couple dozen companies and haven't kind of closed anything yet. Be patient, be flexible, and find some time for yourself. You know, it's stressful and, you know, not having two full-time incomes. We live in Santa Barbara, California. It's not cheap there. Having kids is not cheap. Daycare is not cheap. Taking on more expenses, right? You're like, not exciting to sort of like see any of those savings start to drain a little, especially if you're looking to buy a house at some point, like most millennials, myself included. But at some point, you know, it, it had been, you know, five, six months of me looking and putting a lot of time and effort into that and going, okay, got to kind of take a pause, take a step back. I got to take a beat. We're on like a bit of like a road trip right now. We're seeing uh, both sets of grandparents, like kind of up and down the coast of California taking the dog, the baby, pregnant wife, you, me, all of it in the, in the Tesla, driving up and down California. We're taking a good week or two to, you know, just kind of connect and take a break from all that. So got to, got to do that too. 
how to do that too. Yeah, I have experience as well with being between jobs and I know it kicks up a lot of emotions and it's just, you want to obviously be able to provide and support your family. And it, it's a lot of, uh, it's a traumatic experience sometimes, quite frankly. It, it is. It's, it's been a transitional year for me, no doubt. I mean, talked about like modalities and mindset earlier, right? Like I don't, I don't like the feeling of like hanging out with my daughter during the day and feeling like I should be doing something else. Feeling like, oh shit, like what, uh, checking my email, you know, do I have any interviews coming up? What am I prep? Like, you know, I, I don't like being super distracted, but the honest truth is, is I often am. And I think that's maybe one of the things that is worth acknowledging too, is that no parent is perfect. We all, you know, give our kids candy or give them screen time or are distracted when we're spending time with them. Yeah, still try and be mindful. Yeah, try to do that less, but give yourself a break too. That's what I say is like, you know, I spend a lot of time with her. I give a lot of myself. I love hanging out with her. It's so much fun and she's absolutely delightful. But, you know, I have other things I'm thinking about too. And I shouldn't always feel guilty for that, you know? Sure. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I have a girl on the way July 19th. So what advice do you have for a soon-to-be dad like myself? Lots of it, as I said. Um, I think you've heard a lot of it from me, but I'll quickly list list my list for you. It was uh, one, get help with care. Two, conquer sleep. Three, it's a journey. Acknowledge that. Four, do you. Five, check in with your partner. Six, find your voice. Seven, prepare for the screaming. Not just the crying, the screaming. Eight, Figure out the photo situation. Nine, optimize but don't overanalyze. Ten, research wisely. And eleven, don't take everyone's word as gospel. Did you purposely do eleven, or is that just what that just what came to you? That's where it came. That's where it came. Oh, okay. uh, I feel like ten would have been a round number, but I think Buzzfeed listicles are random odd numbers, and that tends to get people to click more. So we'll see. We'll see how I optimize this piece. You know, get the always, SEO. Going always thinking with the it. marketing brain, right? Exactly, exactly. I can't turn it off. Um, uh, I'll, cool. All I'll right. shoot you some more of that, more of that over, but it's, uh, it's important. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I love that you're doing this. I think this is, this is the best advice you can give yourself. You're, you're doing your research project, as we talked about before, right? This is you going, Hey, how should I think about this? Like, what should I worry about? Like, what advice do people have out there? You know, take it all, let it seep in and, you know, you'll figure it out. Oh, I appreciate that, Dan. Is there anything um, anything you want to plug or anything? Where can people connect with you? Anything you want to share before uh, we wrap it up here? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, find me on LinkedIn. Um, Anthony found me on LinkedIn because I've got dad in my profile. Um, I think that's been a, actually a, a great thing that I decided to do because not only did you reach out, we had a great conversation, but um, a few people that have interviewed me have commented on that. And like I said, it kind of softens your profile, makes people laugh a little bit. I think having something like kind of buried in there is great. But no, find me on LinkedIn, Dan Yuko, U-C-K-O. Uh, connect if you're looking for marketing help on the acquisition side, anything performance or marketing, you name it. Um, I can talk to you about it. Freelance full-time, um, that would be awesome. And otherwise, danyuko.com if you want to check out my portfolio and the rest of the internet and take it from there. All right, Dan Yuko, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Anthony. This has been great.